So, question, Matt, when you left to go pick up your phone, did you run over my bike or did you move it? I totally ran it over. You son of a bitch. Open up the garage door. And there's a fucking bike parked in front of yeah, my car. Yeah, because I was like, well, I don't know if Maddie's home, so I can't park in front of her side. Go park in Preston's, in front of Preston's car. Yeah, there's the whole sides of the garage. No, because then it the takes... Because Preston's car was already there, and it was like sticking way out because the Prius is still there. Yeah, no, So I would have taken right, up the whole cul-de-sac. No, you park right next to his bike in that spot on the side between the between the edge of the garage and the garage. There was not enough room for a bike there, sir. There is plenty no, of enough there's not. for a bike No, there. because Preston parked like a dick. He is not parked like a dick. He is parked, he parked like the, a dick. I will show you at the end so of this. So anyway, guys, let's get back on track. I'd Green like truck. To, I'd like to get home. No, 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 no. Tonight no. sometime. No, you don't. Welcome to This Week in MTG with your hosts, Matt Olson, JB, and Danny Oakstad. Hello and welcome, Magic Folk, to episode number 97 of This Week in MTG, your aggregate news source for all things Magic the Gathering. We're your hosts, uh, Matt, as Danny. What's up? Over there we have JB. Woohoo! And we have an episode for y'all. First off, thank you all for deciding to join us, clicking on this episode, and listening. Uh, there's a lot of news to talk about, but before we jump into news... Oh my god, hold on a second. This doesn't feel right. We're flying through this without having any deviation. Let's continue. Why do stop? <laughs> Let's begin our episode by thanking our amazing patrons who think that our content is worth supporting. Y'all motherfuckers are crazy for doing it. First off, let's thank Big G, Wade97, Chapman, D Moose, Amu the Fox, Colin, Noah, Third String, Chapman, New Edition, Garrett, and Slade. Then we have Nikki. Thank you all for deciding to support us. And if you guys were counting that. Yeah, I was just counting that. We have broke 10 patrons. Woo! That means in two weeks, we're giving away two packs of Adventures in the Forgotten Realms. Two packs. And we're halfway to a tournament. Yeah, over halfway now. We're at 11. No, that's 10, sir. That's 11. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. 10, sir. Am I missing a name? (laughs) Or you just can't count. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. Uh Uh-oh. Oh, Houston, we have a problem. Did you miss somebody? I got everybody. Then we're only at 10, not 11. You were wrong, sir. I said I thought we had everybody. Okay, let's double check the names here. Oh, whoops. Do, 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 Who'd you forget? Do, no, we got them in there. So yeah, re- read those names. Okay, you got Big G, Wade97, Chapman, D Moose, Amuse the Fox, Colin, Noah Third String Chapman, Garrett, Slade, and Nikki. Uh, Noah and Third Ring, Ch- Third Ring Chapman are different people. I forgot to put a comment there. Oh, well, there you go. Two, three, four, five, six, seven. Then we have eleven. Eight, nine, ten. Wow. Oh my god. You're forgetting a comma. Totally Punc- fuck things up. Punctuation is important, people. Yes, it is. Thank you, guys, Stay for supporting us. <laughs> If you would like to join these crazy motherfuckers and support us as well, 
getting us closer to that tournament, go check out our Patreon. We have two tiers right now. A $3 tier gets you put into a monthly drawing for a booster pack of whatever we choose when it comes to that time. The $10 tier gets you put into a drawing for a card, an EDH card, that is valued between 15 and 20 bucks. So far, so good. People like it. Right. Obviously, they must. And after our patrons, let's give a big shout out and thank you to J-Dubs Sports Cards and Gaming, our amazing sponsor for over a year now. Has it really been that long? Yeah, well, last, yeah it is. Cause last July. July. Yep. Yeah, last July is when it all started. We didn't mention anything because I forgot about that. Maybe we'll have to hit up Josh and see if there'll be like a delayed one year anniversary thing. Maybe. I mean, he already did his one year anniversary sale in the shop. Womp. And you missed it. I did. Yes, he did. We'll figure out something. Anyways, thank you, J-Dubs Sports Cars and Gaming. Uh, do not have an ad read yet. Still haven't got that. Oh, my God. When are you going to do that? I don't know if you know this, sir, but you also have free time. I do not. <laughs> I have kids. I don't have free time. Well, we got to do it. Anyways, J-Dubs Sports Cars and Gaming. They have leagues on Saturdays and Sundays for Modern and Legacy. They have Commander League on Thursdays, F&M. They have all of your magic needs, sleeves, dice, boosters, singles. And because of Adventures in the Forgotten Realm, if you are just a and d nerd that's finding us, they have your D&D supplies there too. They got the books. Mm-hmm. They got the player, they got the monster manual, they got the DM Dungeon Master's Guide. Do they, what, they don't have any of the, uh, Modules? I think they might. Okay. Do they have I any can't of... remember. I haven't looked in the case in a while. Do they got the magic ones there? Does, Maybe. Does Josh have the magic I'd, ones? I'd hope so. Okay. But remember, <laughs> we're getting the Innistrad one here. They shortly. also have polyhedral nope. dice, too. Uh, Strixhaven. Strixhaven is the newest yes. D&D book. Yes. But thank you. Sports cards and gaming. Got to watch the language. We can watch the language. I don't know how I can do that. My eyes are in my head. Oh my god! I can't. I can't see what people speak. Demus, we will do it. We'll slap your son for you. Shit! <laughs> <laughs> I'll just have Rachel shoot him in the face and with Nerf gun. Ah oh, no! Hey, crazy. she's been throwing Nerf guns away. So, <gasps> are you saying you're safe? I might be. Well, there might be a couple still in the house somewhere, but she has one in the closet with one locked. What? One of the ones. One in the chamber, just ready for JB. Oh, watch! It's gonna be the 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 soft air, the soft circle sphere, one that like shoots at twenty five miles an hour or whatever. Yeah, I think we do have one left. Those those, those tack ones. Mm-hmm. Yeah, get shot, scrub. Yeah, that's what she shot me with last time when Danny was like, "Shoot him with a nerf gun." I still got. That It'll clip. be funny. It was. Now it let, wasn't funny. Let's jump for in. everyone other than you. It was. Let's was jump it, into that breakdown now. Was it really. First off, we're going to go over to the Boggle Desk where we have the salt report. Going to be let off by Danny with a salt report. Yo, nope. I, have, I have no salt report, guys. There's no salt from that? No, there wasn't. Well, you still have to share the story. Nope. Because it's pretty good. And You won, so I'll let you do that. In there, there's going to be talk about the Insight Esports Historic Open, some modern prelims, and then for upcoming events, we have an update on... Arena Open's coming back. After there, we have a, a banning of sorts. I mean, it is a banning. But it's, it's it's restriction. It's more restriction than ban. Yeah, it's because it's not going to be like inevitable. You'll see when we get there. After that, 
Danny's going to give us some blog togs of the week. And then we have in the news section a bunch of Arena of the Forgotten Realms updates and stuff since that is now out. Uh, then there's also news on the Command Zone, looking for people, and SEG Tour information. And then having in the news topics a big foiled, etched foiled situation going on with some secret layer drops. After that, jump into the finance section where we got some cards to talk about. And then closing off with a Danny deck of the week. If we actually get there this time. I think we're on a pretty good roll. So let's let's keep up. Let's keep this up so we can get to that Danny deck of the week. Uh, maybe. So let's start it off by passing it over to the Boggle Desk. JB, get off your phone. No, I'm, I'm... I know reading hurts your head. The fuck is that? Come on, coffers. Yeah, but what's the... By force. Is that, is that a card? That is a card, and we'll talk about it when we get there, oh, bud. Okay. You'll be excited because there's a card that is moving up. It's like there's only been two printings of it, and it's like at 30 fucking dollars or whatever, and this card does the exact same thing damn near as that one, and it's like 50 cents. So anyways, nice. move along. There you go, foreshadowing. Okay, salt report. Danny, no, go. No. <laughs> but, but Danny. But, but, but JV. But you lost. Horrendously. <laughs> the one game. No, there's a couple games. It's, no, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> We're talking about my deck later, so you can go ahead. All right. So anyway, the the only salt report we have is from Danny, but he's refusing. So because it's not a salt report, I can give you my side. So me and him played yesterday. <laughs> we were playtesting his new deck, which we'll talk about which, later. Yeah, it's disgusting. Uh, anyway, so the first time I won. Oh, no, I won a couple times because I won with Rack. Yeah, well, Rack is Rack. Right. I had no response to <laughs> right, it. Because I was like, fuck your hand. I had, I, <laughs> you, you're not going to have a hand. <laughs> I had no response to Rack. It was a really, really, really tight race with Angels. I can't remember if you squeaked it out or not. I think I got that one 2-1. Right, I think that was really close. Because, yeah, I won the first one, you won the second, then I think I won the yep. third. Because I think I went infinite in the third game. Yep. And then... Was it was rack after that, right? Yep. Yep. And then I played my Flicker Abzan. Was. Oh yeah, no, I played Death and Taxes. I think he ended up beating me on that one because he went infinite. Yep. And then, but that one was close too because I think that one went two. Yeah, one. that was two one. Yeah, because I think I sideboard twice yep. or once. And then I pulled out the Abzan Persist list that I have that I made up, which is really cool. It's fucking disgusting. Yep. And I was able to, so he had a bunch of Soul Sisters up. Yep, five of them. Yep, and I boarded in two Plague Engineers. Gross cards. Yep, and I was able to drop one on Shaman, one on Cleric, and totally wipe his Wardens out enough to where I could uh, murder his Red Cap combo him. Yep. And knock him down, because I think I had enough. The first time I did it, I got you down to one. So I was able to still overreach because Red Cap comes in deals two. You were gaining one, so I was still able to ping through it. Yep. And then the second round, I got both of them out and it just totally decimated. It was it was yep. great. It was great. Plague Engineer, solid sideboard card. We got Big G in the chat asking, "Does the deck play blue in it?" Danny's or mine? Neither. I don't know. Well, mine does not. My one deck does. Well, Which your is persist what we're coming doesn't. up to. No, Persist doesn't. But Soul Herder does. Soul Herder has blue. So then Soul Herder, I whipped out next. And that one, he was up to... Because I can't remember what you were at for life total against the Persist decks. But 
Yeah. <laughs> that, that was, anyway, that's what I was at for this last time. Yes, with this, with this soul herder deck. <laughs> so because funny. I was blinking stuff, and he had just this shit ton of soul sisters. I had five soul so, sisters, <laughs> and he just kept blinking things. Right, because like, I had to. I was just I'll blinking things life. to try to get value in making squirrels, and he was just gaining a shit ton of life. Well, he was making four squirrels at a time. Yep, I was making so squirrels. So I was getting 20 life every time yep. he did it. I was making squirrels. Why would you do so, this, JB? Because I needed to try to thin out his life a little bit. So anyway, I was like, life. I was trying. You were padding his life. I know I was, but I was trying to play this out. I was like, I'm not going to concede. I was like, I can I can get this. He did. And Danny's all like, I'm going to laugh bucks. if you somehow win. <laughs> and sure shit, I like... In the clutches of defeat, he literally I top decked a time wipe, and I was able to play it at instant speed because I had little th- little to parry out. So <laughs> on his end step, I time wiped, returned to soul herder, and gross. I had an eternal witness underneath a watcher for tomorrow. So <laughs> I had the gross. deep forest hermit out that went to the graveyard. I time wiped, returned soul herder, got the e witness into my hand, played the soul herder, played the e wit. Got back the deforest hermit, and then I got back a path, and then I was just creating freaking squirrels, and just swung in for a shit ton of damage, and I just kept just beating it, it, his it life took, away. It took him three turns to do it, but it's, yeah, it was like, it was like yeah, four it. or five turns, but I, I was just, able to do it. I just couldn't draw anything. It was great. Double one. So it was like, lit. Oh. Well, yeah, and then I countered your heliods too. Yeah. Well, it's whatever. I was bouncing your heliods, countering them. It was great. I made him sweat. It's just it was, like, dude. It was a hard-fought <laughs> one, but man, it was great. So, this doesn't seem much like a salt report, other than like like I, I t- it's, like I told you, I have it, no salt at all. This is a sugar report for JB. It was. It was. He's like, I loved it. I'm gonna add sugar to all this. It was awesome. I, by all means, I should have lost that match. I I, I just didn't draw what I needed. It I was, I think I hit great. a land pocket for was, a while, so I just great. I just couldn't. Well, do you were on one land for a while too. Yeah, yeah. For a couple <laughs> matches, you had one land, but you had like six mana dorks. It's <laughs> like, like I've only got one mana. It's like, no, you don't. You've got like five mana dorks. I've only got one. See, I've only got one. It's like, no, no, you don't. <laughs> and then I hit my land pocket, and I just got fucked. Yes, Womp. Dude, it was great. It was great. It's, it's great when your deck can run off one land, right? I'd, I'd, I'd agree with that because you're able to do a lot of things. Okay, so anyway, oh. I gotta accept the cookies. I love the cookies. I want to call the cookies. Yeah, I figured this oh, one was gonna be wait. an interesting one to talk about. D Moose is rubbing at everyone's this face. One's video, the audio, the audio is good for her. It's just a video, so yeah, it must be her phone. Yeah, it's yeah. it's the internet. She needs stronger service. Yeah, D Moose says good here, but we have five G. Like I said, he's rubbing it in everyone's face. Right? God, why? Why you gotta do that? Just because you live in California. And you have all the cool stuff. Suck it, guys. You don't get our cool technology. Right? God damn it. <laughs> so what if we live in North Dakota? Right? We just got these hicks that don't understand technology. The prairie wasteland. We want it. See, I'd rather live here than there. I agree. Yes. Yes, I agree. This is way better. Anyway, on to the events. After my ramblings. Tangent. Yes. I can't help but think I, I, of the uh, Blink-182 song, San Diego, whenever I think never of San Diego. San Diego, da, 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 da. we got a one-way ticket to see the show. Hey, in San Diego. Hey, no, don't no, I know hey. what you're gonna say? I Who know sings that song? Oh my God, guys, let's just go. 
thought we were going to be quick. Who's, and, who sings that I thought, song? I thought back? we were going straight and narrow tonight, not tangent we, like we this. Are. Look at this guy. He's yeah, who up. sings that song? Hey, short guy. Historic insights, sir. No, hey. who sings that song, Matt? Short guy. Historic insights. I want to know who sings that song. I'm not answering this question. <laughs> yeah, because you know what I'm going to say. I do know what you're going to say. <laughs> you should let them sing it because you, you can suck. Ca- <laughs> you, can, you can call it my deep insight <laughs> on, <laughs> on esports. <laughs> yes, let's go with that. Anyway, what's next, yes. guys? So, we had a, a historic format esports open because standard sucks. <laughs> so. <laughs> <laughs> Too yeah. expensive. Nobody wants to play a new s- old standard, so they're all playing uh, standard 2022. <laughs> right. Okay, so Lucas Honey took it all with Jessica Control. Go figure. Stupid blue decks. Take blue out of the game. It'd be fun. I mean, he's not wrong. This has Niv-Mizzet Perun as the main, the only creature in this deck. It is blue, 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 red, 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 5-5, five, five, can't be countered, and... Hey. When you draw a card, it deals a damage hey. to any target. You want to know uh, something funny? There's an infinite combo with it, or a combo with Niv-Mizzet on Arena. Okay. I saw it, and I can't remember what the card name was. I wanted to say it was Curiosity. Right. Yeah, so whenever... That's, it, a, that's, a class, that's the classic combo with Niv-Mizzet. Yeah, but it's in Arena. When was Curiosity? Are you, I don't know, but it's there's something in Arena, and it was either Curiosity or something like along the lines of Curiosity, but they were just infinitely pinging... With Nim is it? Anyway, second place. We had Is it Phoenix? Because why not? Right? Another blue deck. I wonder what they both have in common here. Ooh. Look at that. They blue both, and red is what they have in common. They both have play sets of Brainstorm and Expressive Iteration. Whoa. Yay. Whoa. What is this? This is out of order. We go from second to seventh to third. Oh. SEG. What the heck? What's up with it's this? It's historic. I don't know. Anyway, so we'll go to third place. We got Demir Control. Another blue deck. The game would be fun if you didn't play blue. It's just straight up control with this. Gross. It has a whole playset of shark typhoons to like top off with. They yeah, probably live with their mom too. I mean, they probably do. They probably live in their mom's basement. Those fucking but that's besides the point. Those blue players. <laughs> right? Those filthy blue players. And then we got, oh God, this whole top eight is just terrible. Fourth place is another Is It Phoenix deck. Fifth place is more Jeskai Control. Sixth place is more Is It Phoenix. Seventh place is Azorius Auras with Allure's Companion. Wow. And then eighth place is Is It Phoenix. Half half the top eight was oh Is It Phoenix. Oh my god, that's terrible. Something. Hey, hey, what does every deck in the top eight have in common? Blue! <laughs> Go figure! And they all run Brainstorm because Brainstorm is the most powerful card in... Historic right now. Is it though? Oh wait, I lied. The Azorius Auras does not have brainstorm. Correct. That's kind of impressive though. That it doesn't have it. Anyways. That's also why you got seventh. We right. don't <laughs> he's not running brainstorm. <laughs> I mean, I would agree with you on that. Brainstorm's a really good card, so But it's blue, so I hate it anyways. <laughs> yup. He actually had the balls of not playing blue control, so I'm happy for him. <laughs> he made one blue control player cry. Good news is it wasn't me. He probably would make you cry. I mean, yeah, he'd probably beat my ass. Spank me pretty damn good with Azorius auras. Hammer time. Hammer time, yeah. So anyway, on to the prelim. We had a prelim go on. 
over the, well, what was that? 14th was what day? Thursday? Last Wednesday. Wednesday? Thursday? That one That one day. Someday. Yes. Sure. Someday, week. eventually. Maybe. The prelims are Sometime important. last week. Maybe I'll be cool enough to play in a prelim. I don't know. Anyway. You don't have enough four, money. I know I don't. 4-0. We had hammer time. That deck is dumb. Dude, this deck is... Spider Skull? Can, can I tell right. you Everybody I, thought it was just going to be a flash in the pan, and it's still putting up results. Right. My my thing is, my so, thing is, when it comes to hammer time, I feel that this is just a way better infect. Like, infect, I mean, you're not wrong because they do run infect as a win con. This is just straight up better than you know, in like just simic infect that you typically would see and stuff, because all of the threats stick around. Like, yeah, they kill your creatures, but the artifacts, the colossus hammers, stay around. Your shadow spears stay around. They need more removal for the artifacts and the creatures as compared to Infect. They just need answers to the creatures to be able to, you know, stop from getting dink stomped by Infect. So because because of the Hammer Time deck, I have conceded on on liking and I still like Infect, but on wanting to play Infect in modern. Good. Good. So the question is why do they have Urza's saga? Uh because it fetches uh the hammer. Yeah, it gets hammer. Oh. Or Shadow Spear. Yeah, and it gets Shadow Spear. And it gets Bobble and Paradise Mantle. Yep. And it grabs your Why or- not run Saga? It grabs your Memnite and Ornithopters. The one cool the one interesting thing though with this is if you've seen a lot uh, a lot of contention, I think we'll talk about it maybe in the, the the other Hammer Time deck. Let's see if they got it in here. But there's another Hammer Time deck that has No, it does not. So new card in modern not modern in arena or not arena jesus adventures in the forgotten Good realms lord i'll get there sooner or later Words guys are hard. i'm sorry so new card in adventures of the forgotten realms it is a two mana anticipate for artifacts creature the 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 smith we talked about oh it last yeah week. the igneous smith yeah and that's it says pick up an artifact, not just an equipment, but an artifact. And that could be important because that can grab your Memnites and your Ornithopters. And that's pretty much it as well. It digs you four deep. It doesn't tutor up a thing. So I don't know. Like That's that's the, the card in question for this deck. It's like, is the Smith better than a Steel Shaper's Gift? You get a 1-1 body that gets a plus one counter on it whenever an artifact enters the battlefield. Only activate this once per turn. So I mean, it can do it could do the beats, and it just anticipates for uh, an artifact. Even your wife tells you you need better comebacks. Called <sighs> <laughs> out by the misses there, Big G says as well. This is a good night. Y'all are terrible. This is a great night. I'm done with all y'all. <laughs> Until next, next week. Next in the prelims, JB. Uh, we have a Grixis dumb stuff deck. Woo! So I was looking at this. I tell you what, I tell you that the Unholy Heat is going to be a spec. Seriously, guys, buy into this now because it's getting a lot of play. Dude, th- uh, three of this right now is 225. Three of. So, I, I, I... What does it do? What's the rarity on it again, though? It's a common. Oh, What's it's it a common. What does it do? Uh, it's a con- I thought it was like at least uncommon or something. Single red, instant, deal two damage to creature or planeswalker. It has delirium. So if you have yep. four other type uh, permanent types or card types in your graveyard, it deals six to them instead, and it would exile them if they would die. So it's super powerful. I picked up a bunch of foils and stuff like when it came out, and I got them for like a qu- or 20 cents each. So, so that with uh, 
So it's in the graveyard or uh, just on no, the field? Uh, it's an instant speed. So it deals six damage instead if there are four or more card types amongst cards in your graveyard. Oh, it doesn't exile. My bad. It does not exile. So it just, just deals two damage to target creature or planeswalker and then delirium. Yep. It does six instead if there are four types, card types in your graveyard. As you cast it, it checks. That's a, eh, It's kind of, I don't know. Like you have to, yeah. It tags a prime time for one mana. No, I, I get the. It's, it's it literally it's, kills anything. It's for one it's mana. Not, it kills a worm coil. But here's the thing, from I'm just thinking mono red. You could still easily hit because there's people that have been talking about this. It's been a contention point for uh, mono it's, red burn, where you can still easily get delirium yeah, in mono you, red burn. But you gotta like have Mistress Bobbles and who knows how long Mistress Bobbles is gonna be of this world. It'll still be a thing. Yeah, that's the thing. You have to have artifacts in mono red burn. It, yeah, yeah, I mean I guess you don't need artifacts, Which, but it like expand it increases your chances because the bobbles sack themselves. That's the thing. Like how else you can get four four Lava Dart. I, I get that. But I'm just saying with this in mono red, how would you get Lava better? Dart Yes, I understand Lava Dart does the same thing, but just by itself. No, Lava Dart gets sacks a mountain for flashback, puts your four card types in your graveyard, sir, without an artifact. What? Instant sorcery creature land. Boom. What you want your land in mono red. Yeah. I mean, it's debatable on that. Like, you can live on a low curve, like, Having two or three mana, so if you got like four, four or three, like you're fine with sacking one, I would imagine, right? Mm-hmm. To tag a prime time, you goddamn right. Yeah, like you would totally sack a land to. You'd have, you know, you'd be, you'd be fine going down a land. Yep. To take a prime time. Yep. Or well, I mean, you coil. Be, you wouldn't be taking a prime time with a lava dart. You'd be. Well, no, the, but with unholy be, heat. But I'm saying it's like to get your delirium. Like yeah. it's not that hard. You'd be wanting to lava dart like the dragon rage channeler, the right rag, something Regavan. Instead, oh yeah, you can lob down a Regaman. You can, even yeah. if it's dashed. Yes, even if it is dashed. Fuck that monkey. Yes. Smurf that monkey. <laughs> monkey bone. Yes. Oh god, that's such a good movie. <laughs> oh my god, that's an old movie though. Uh, oh, that dates me. Stop up. I love that movie too. So, next up, we have a death and taxes list. The fucking organs falling out of the guy. <laughs> Sorry. So anyway. And there's another Grixis list, which is basically a cookie cutter of the same one we just talked about. Yeah, they're so the the, they're the Grixis decks are Luris decks, and they got the uh, Dragon Chain. Like any any red deck now just has like a four of Dragon Rage Channeler and like three or four of Regavan Nimble Pilferer. Yep, because why not? Like they they go hand in hand. Like red is super effective in what they can do. So I mean. Mm-hmm. And then there's an Is It Tempo deck, another Grixis deck, which, let's see. Yeah, dude. Yeah, same I'm, thing. If I'm not mistaken, Jerry Thompson was talking about how Grixis Control is coming around, can be coming around here again. Uh, it's in a good position. And fun fact, I got a Grixis Control deck. This is not the same. Do you, though? I do. It's do not the you. same as this. Mine, it's different because- Yeah, because it's not cool. I don't run the uh, Inquisitions, Lightning Bolts, and Thought Seizes. Instead, I got the Counterspell package in there instead. Of course you would. Yep. And I guess... Filthy blue player. I understand the purpose of having, you know, the Inquisitions and the Thought Seizes because it saves on mana. It's one mana instead of two for the Counterspell and stuff like that, but I don't know. 
I I'm gonna make the I'm gonna make the request. Grixis players start playing Creeping Tar Pit again. No, because it sucks. It's a good card. It's not worth it. It smacked you down. It's not worth it. It's worth it. It's not worth it. And it's only smacked me down when I didn't have my ghost quarters. Still smacks you down. Smackdown is a smackdown, sir. No. And here comes Salt Port Point two point oh. <laughs> so then we had Green Tron. Which I'm surprised that Green Tron made it. Yeah, right? There was a four-color Death Shadow, Living End, and another Hammer Time. Trying to see if there's anything spectacular about the Green Tron that, you know, made it Mm, in here. It looks like normal Green Tron. Nothing in the side that's new. Do they typically run a Sorcerer's Spyglass, or is that, like, an an Mm, option? You know, I guess I've never seen seen it anyways Anyways, moving along yeah there was a modern challenge that happened yesterday because today's the 19th right yes yes okay what's this jess guy list uh so this isn't the or yeah this is this is the gabriel nasif um gabriel nasif jess bad jess guy i think whatever he he labeled it as at labeled it as because it has three wall of omens in the main board and a solitude. You you know you know the format is changing with when Wall of Womans is playable. Yeah, and that's pretty much it. You know, you just got like a uh, a just guy control package with <laughs> old G Lightning Helix Path to Exile. Have you played that card since Standard? <laughs> right. That was a good card back then. And it also main boards Rest in Peace as well. What? Yeah. Yeah, this is like this was Gabriel Nassif. Like, why? Went why are we mainboarding a rest in peace? Because all the he gra- can. All the graveyard decks, man. Like, you got a lot of things that are like banking on graveyards. You got like the Asmode over Oval Chase Daredevil synergies. You can be stopping the yeah, Snapcaster flashbacks. I don't think it's enough to need to mainboard a rest in peace. Clearly, it did enough to get them a four-one. Uh, or do they? They were first place. Yeah, first yeah. place. First place. They went 6-0. <laughs> Dumb. With a complete jank deck. I'm in on this. Dumb. One yeah. counter spell. So second place, we have the stupid Cascade Crashing Footballs deck. Yeah, not much new tech in this. Nope. Third place is New Jund. New Jund, yeah. Where's the white coming from? Command. Oh, no, Crime and Punishment. That's why it's throwing in a white pip. Yep. Oh, that's colorless. Yeah, so it's like, It looked white from over here. Right. I'm not so looking I was like, my it's phone. four color. So I'm like, where's the white pip? But yeah. Oh, great. Here, Demir Mill. Let's see. I want to see something. Yep, there it is. Four of Tasha's hideous laughter, because why not? I'm going to exile three quarters of your friggin' deck. Fun fact. Uh, I'll make sure to share this in the, the Discord and Twitter and in the Patreon and stuff, but someone on Reddit went through, did the math of like what Tasha's hideous laughter can hit, like to, uh, with the top decks and stuff. So, Hammer Time it hits like on average twenty five, thirty cards because the curve is so low in that deck. Like I said, this 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 card between this and Spear of Annihilation basically makes J- uh, Boggles unplayable. Yeah, it'd make my Mon Red unplayable. That's such a low curve. Yeah, it's a powerful card. It's a it, super powerful card. It, but it'd literally new... make my Soul Sister deck unplayable. 
And one thing I didn't think about until it was brought up to me by listening to a podcast, things like uh, Gaia's Blessing that you'd be sideboarding in for mill. It gets goes exiled. directly into exile. Doesn't goes, hit the graveyard, so it yeah, doesn't trigger. So it doesn't trigger. Same with the Eldrazi as well. Mm-hmm. So people that would be running Emrakul or Kozilek or Ulamog, the old ones that when they'd hit the graveyard, they'd shuffle back in. Mm-hmm. Those triggers don't happen because they don't hit the graveyard. Yep. That's what's stupid. This card is busted for three mana. Yeah, and it's it's good in mill, but wait for control decks to just like start taking off like a yep. quarter of your deck. Yeah, pretty much any blue deck. Any blue deck is going to run this, so there's there's no downside to it. It's a powerful card. I should put blue in my deck and just play Thassa's Oracle. Just sideboard <laughs> it. And then it gets exiled. Yeah, then it gets exiled and you're screwed. <laughs> That's fine. At least, at least I had the chance. Okay, then we had an Is It Tempo. I haven't seen Clock a Tempo deck in a while. This is the, the Merc Tide deck. Oh, is, it doesn't, yeah. It's not like officially languid titled or yeah. whatever in Goldfish and stuff, but it's the Merc Tide deck. Dumb. Then we had a Heliag Company. Surprise, that's, that's yeah, still a thing. Do they have any new tech in here? I don't think so. Probably not. So... No, they only got... Really, they got the Sanctifier Envect in the side. I would have imagined that was... They would put that in the main, maybe, for all the red coming around with nah. Pilfer, Regavans, and uh, DRCs. No, because they want to go all in on the combo. Fair. Very fair. I mean, it's a good cyborg card for those right. DRC decks, so, yeah. Pretty stock, nothing new. Another living end, and then... Stock as well. Boros Aggro. There we go. Yeah, this has Clever Lumamancer, Dragon Rage Channeler, Monastery Swift Spear, Soul Scar Mage. Man, it feels like it's been so long since we've seen Swift Spear and Soul Scar Mage in any lists. Yeah, Sen- like, I mean, I see them all the time playing, but, it, like, you never see them in... Top eights, like, like yeah. you see them like dancing around in top sixteens and stuff. We got uh, one unholy heat here in this Boros deck for you there, Danny. Okay, but it's not mono red burn. No, it's <laughs> close though. It's it's what it's not. It has clever luminancers. It is not mono red, and okay. it's not burn. You change out the clever luminancers. You change out the Boros charms, and then you'd have mono red. No. I mean, Metamorphose. And then you're losing so many cards because of Lurus. No, yeah, I mean, that's you're just... losing Lurus. Like, you're not already running Lurus in your burn deck, so... No, that's not because that I don't deal. play anything but red in yeah, my burn see? deck. Here, here's a list. It's showing. It's at least showing the proof of concept on Holy Heat in a burn deck. Mm-hmm. Well, what are you taking out for Bobble? Because in, in a model red burn deck, you don't want to sack a land. Light up the stage. Sorcery. Or if we want to get really into it, I'm a big fan of Maze Mind Tome still. I'm going to jump jump on my soapbox here. Maze Mind Tome, great card. Not in a mono red. No, not in a mono red probably, but it's worth trying just to see what it's like. So anyways, moving along, that's top eight. Mm-hmm. What's next? Arena Open is going to be coming back again. Finally. Mm-hmm. Even though I don't think I've ever played Arena Open. Nope. Because I don't play Arena. Yep. So... July 31st through August 1st. Arena Open's coming back. It's going to be standard. You can play best of one or best of three on day one with a chance to earn a qualification token for the day two best of three matches. Uh, you have to be 18 or older to participate. Regional eligibility. It, <laughs> eligibility restrictions apply. <laughs> Void where prohibited. 
Receiving monetary rewards requires having or creating Wizards, DCI, and iPayout accounts. Uh, DCIs are no longer available? Yes. So they should take that off the website? Yes, they should. I don't know why that's there, yeah. Oh, what? Dude, so I need to participate in this. Okay, so July 31st, day one, starts off arena open with best of one, best of three matches. Everyone who participates will receive the Lair of the Hydra card sleeve, and this is a legit freaking image. Like, this is cool. It does look pretty cool. I want it. Uh, it's got this, like, dwarf paladin and heavy armor battling this Hydra. It's legit. Not gonna lie. It's badass. I want it. It does look very epic. But the only problem is it's uh 20,000 gold or 4,000 gems to enter. And I don't have either of those. Have you been playing a lot of arena? <laughs> yeah, I haven't. I haven't touched it in like a couple months. Like I think the last time I, I haven't played any Strixhaven. Last time I played was when Kelheim was still pretty new. Jeez, guy. Yeah, yeah, it says something. Yeah, but yeah, that's your entry reward is a layer of the Hydra card sleeve. It's pretty cool. Uh, you can play both if you want. You can enter as many times as you want day one, but. You can only qualify for day two one time. So for day one, best of one standard, you have to have seven wins to qualify. Best of three, you have to have four wins to qualify. Seven wins and best of one gets you 2,000 gems in a day two qualification. Six wins is 1,600 gems, and then it's 1,200, 800, 400, and zero to two wins is no reward. Best of three, day one, you four wins, you get 5,000 gems and a day two qualification token. Three wins is 5,000 gems. Two wins is 2,500 gems. One win is 1,000 gems, and zero is nothing. Day two is all best of three standard. Uh, seven wins, you get $2,000 and a qualifi- or qualifier weekend invitation. Making that money. Making that money. Six wins is 1,000. Five wins is 20,000 gems. Four wins is 10,000 gems. Three wins is 6,000 gems. Two wins is 4,000 gems. One win is 2,000 gems. And zero wins. You get nothing because you suck. <laughs> get good, scrub. That's pretty dope. Right? There's a couple of random Q&As uh, in the list. If you want to read them all or if you want more information, the links will be in the show notes. But one interesting fact here. Uh, there was a question for how many players can earn the monetary rewards on day two. Answer is as many as qualify. All players on day two who who earn six or seven wins are eligible to receive the monetary rewards. So it's not like a just one person gets the two grand. I'm curious when they say eligible to win. Like I wonder if there's like some sneaky legalese that's in yeah, that. Yeah, there is. I kind of scrolled through it at the very beginning. You gotta be eighteen or older. Oh well, yeah. That Regionable whole part. eligibility restrictions apply. So that's when we're prohibited. So, so that's the only your region. Yes. Okay. And you also have to have a Wizards DCI or and I payout account, and then they have official terms and conditions, which you can click on the link in the description and find that out for complete details. You all can read that in the description. Yourselves. Exactly. Yeah, I'm not gonna read that. <laughs> well. Uh, to the untrained ear listening, Danny had to dip out, had some adult responsibilities to do, so we're going to be covering his section. We'll probably just do a BNR and save the blogatogs uh, for another time. Yep. All right. So we have a banned and restricted announcement in the standard 2022 format. Book of Exalted Deeds is now 
band. This will happen on the release Friday morning, July 16th, so it's already in uh, circuit. Uh, the Book of Exalted Deeds is combined with Faceless Haven. A player could control a land which prevented them from losing the game and was highly unlikely the opponent had a way to win. When this deck was not dominant either by win rate or percentage of players playing the combo, running into it was a very frustrating experience. If both players were using it, the game would have no way to end until one player would finally decide to concede. This is not the gameplay experience we are aiming to provide. It should be noted that this ban does not mean the Book of Exalted Deeds will be banned in standard after format rotation with the release of Innistrad Midnight Hunt. Standard 2022 Best of One, which removes the ability to sideboard against the combo, is the only format on MTG Arena which has a different consideration than formats played in tabletop. And, of course, Innistrad Midnight Hunt will be legal in Standard after rotation, but is not available in Standard 2022 format. Note, with the wildcard grants are not used for bans in Standard 2022 the Book of Exalted Deeds can still be used in both standard and historic play on Arena. So does this mean we're getting Ghost Quarter reprint? I mean, it is in... Uh, it was it, it was printed in Innistrad. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised. Ghost Quarter is a really good card. Right. And right it's now... It's better we, than the five billion times they've reprinted Field of Ruin in standard. I was about to say, I mean, we got Field of Ruin, but yeah, you're right. Ghost well, yeah, we do have Field of Ruin in standard currently because Theros is standard still legal. Yeah. yeah got cleansing wildfire but again this is only because oh yeah of and best, cleansing wildfire because this is best of one there's right. no chance to sideboard so right. that's why it's out and people were like if you're making a ban list for standard 2022 that means that you're making it a real format so just rotate the formats already i don't know i don't know where i stand on that whole debate when it comes to that it's like i don't know man i'm not i'm not watsy that gets the whole moving I don't know. rotation I think it's stuff. kind of bullshit that best of one on arena can play non-standard cards. Yeah, yeah. Just because they're arena cards. Yeah. That pisses me off. The fact that they can play cards that aren't yeah, in standard a, anymore just because they have an arena signature because they're on a fucking pre-made deck or some shit and they're only yep. allowed in best of one. Yep. Yeah, that pisses me off. It's an arena thing, man. I don't know. Which it's are. dumb. I mean, it's I'm not, not going to disagree with you on that. It's like, it's how they make, I don't know, I see it as... Standard they, best of one, but you're going to be able to play cards that aren't standard legal? What is that? Then it's not standard anymore. That double striking dragon or whatever, that thing is fucking house. Well, it's just anything. Like, I mean, there there's a bunch of them that are arena stamped that aren't legal anymore. Right. But there is your banned and restricted. Like that hollowed priest. Hollow Priest is pretty powerful. Yeah, it's pretty fucking powerful, and it's not standard legal anymore. But you can still play it in best of one because it's an arena card. All right, well, we're going to make a quick uh, ad break, not ad break, uh, music break here because this is going on a little bit longer. All right, so let's start off the news quickies with the AFR release notes. We're going to talk mechanics. First is Venture into the Dungeon, which allows you to use one of the three new dungeon cards that you always will have access to. The first time you venture into the dungeon, you choose one of those three, setting a marker at the top of the card and triggering the ability. Each subsequent venture trigger moves that marker down and triggers each time it moves. You can be only be in one dungeon at a time, 
Next is class cards. These enchantment cards ETB at level 1 and can get leveled up by paying its cost. You can only level up as a sorcery. Full article is in the show notes. For some of the other news in the quickies, Watsi released their Oracle changes and their comprehensive rule changes articles. Some of the changes in the Oracles are the addition of Ranger and Bard creature types. Pretty much any card that has Ranger in their name is now a Ranger type. Borderland Ranger, Halana, Kessage Ranger, Ranger of Eos, etc. As for the Bards, only three, Elvish Bard, Jorgen, Jorgena Bard, and Yisan wanderer bard are now bard types in the comprehensive rules they also give information about how dungeons work in commander and how classes and stuff don't work like they're not a level up mechanic so anything that says that deals with level up doesn't work with those uh matt was this an autocorrect typo which one champion app is it supposed to be companion? It's supposed to be companion. I kind of figured. I was like, that must have been an autocorrect typo. My bad. <laughs> so other updates following AFR. There's a dice roller in the companion app now. The dice options are D4 through D20, and these can be accessed through the life tracker screen in the companion app. Which, fun fact, EDH shield mate. Shi- is it shield mate? I can't remember. I haven't used that app in so long. But there's one. Um, that you can track up to like six people at a time, uh, life tracker. And it also has like everything you can track from like infect to experience counters to like city's blessing to all the counters. And that one has always had like multiple, um, different, like you dice roll, you can coin flip, you can roll like anything from a D4 to a D100 in it. Like it's, it's legit. D100. Mm -hmm. Jesus. Yeah, dude, it's pretty cool. So it's good to know that Wasi's catching up with their competitors. Right? Yeah, because that's been out for a while. And, like, I've used it for a long time. Because it's cool. Because you can set, and you can set, like, different backgrounds. You can have presets, stuff like that. And you can you can track up six people at one time. Man, when you're playing, like, six-person EDH, that's when shit starts getting too serious. Yep, and it tracks. Um, it's got spots for, sep- you know, each separate commander damage, like, under each person's name. So you can easily this track command damage. Phone? Are you able yeah. to do this? Like, or does w- it work better under a tablet where you have a yeah. larger screen? Oh, EDH Shield Mate. Yeah. See, it's pretty dope. Mm-hmm. I've had it for a long time now. It even does arch enemy stuff. Oh, look, they added ban list on there too now. Ban list links stuff. How tos? Yeah, it's pretty cool. So you just click the number of players. It sets it up. You can change life totals. Stuff like that, and like all these things track. Like you got City's Blessing, Experience Counters, Infect, uh, something else, Monarch, something else. Yeah, I can't remember what that one is. Um, and then you can like Storm Track, Mana Track, stuff like that. Command damage is here. You tracks very fancy. Yeah, it's freaking cool. When do you think we're gonna see the Companion app? Yeah, with, see uh, Mana Pool. E- you can EDH uh, capa- uh, capabilities tracking for people's life. Is that a randomizer? <laughs> JB learning Dude. about the app? Live. No, I haven't used this in a long time, and I swear to God, they made like a bunch of updates to it. Like, It's really cool. I like it. Gotcha. I've always used it. But yeah, like, yeah, see, here's the dice roller. Like, They got D4, D6, eight. Oh, look, they even have a Planes Chase dice now on here. Nice. That's yeah, a D20, coin flips. 
stuff like that. Yeah, it's it's legit. You can have timers. I'm down with timers. Yeah, it's cool. It's really cool. I like it. I like the fact that they added the planes chase die now. Chaos. Planeswalk. 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 Wow, I just got planeswalk like four times in a row. Dope. We got Chapman in the chat saying, where is my drawing for my pecs? Your dad isn't going to scam from me. Hashtag team Chapman yo. <laughs> we got uh, drawings for two packs because we made it over 10 Patreons there, Chapman. Yep. Chapman. Uh, next week or the week after? The week after. In two weeks, we're doing drawings for Adventures in the Forgotten Realms set boosters. We haven't decided on the $10 tier card yet. We'll probably talk about that this week. Yep. How about a book of exalted deeds? <laughs> I don't know if that's valued at fifteen bucks. Right it's like now. sixteen right now. Is it? Well, it would have to get like the extended, the uh, the extended arts, right? Make it something cool. EDH cool ish. I was just trying to make a a funny noted. <laughs> now for some arena updates. F and M at home is now officially midweek magic. These events are run weekly from Tuesday at 8 a.m. to Thursday at 8 a.m. Midweek Magic will not have any entry fees, and the format changes up each week just like FNN at Home was. You can still earn up to two uh, IRCs and get codes from your LGS from par- for participating in these. Nice. So, here's some big news. The Command Zone is hiring. Yes, you heard that correctly. The Command Zone is hiring. They're looking for a staff writer a junior video editor, a video editor, junior visual effects artist, visual effects generalist, and a personal administrative assistant. All positions require you to live in or around L.A. where their offices are located, have a high school diploma or equivalent, in-depth knowledge of and love for magic. This sounds like you, links in the show notes to apply. If only, if only. Right, that'd be pretty cool. Even though I don't know how to do any of that shit. The, uh, uh I could probably, do, starting to do video editing, I could probably be, like, a junior video editor. Could you, though? Probably not. Compared to everybody else <laughs> that has, like, way more experience than <laughs> right? me. They're going to look at me like some podunk guy from fucking North Dakota. They're <laughs> North like, Dakota? They're like, sorry, guy. You're not, yep, you're you not good enough for Get out, out of here, scrub. You think you could play magic with us? Go, go. Go ride your bison. Yep, go take your mimeoplasm somewhere else. (laughs) And finally in the news quickies, there was a mysterious tweet on Twitter from the SEG Tour that said, soon, TM. SEG Tours are coming back. Woo! Dude, this is great. This is big news for us because, you know, the SEG is like the closest thing that we can get like up here necessarily. Uh, I mean, NRG is pretty good as well. Uh, up in this area, and then you get like small LGSs, but like Star City coming up in this area. That's pretty dope. Another thing I can go bomb. <laughs> well, there you have it. There's your news quickies. Now let's jump into this bigger topic right here that will kind of lead us into the finance section afterwards. Talk about segueing. Segway. So, JB, have you heard about this? The etched foil. Secret layer issue that's going on right uh, now for the little bit content creators. So I'm pulling this article from Star City Games that's labeled "Misprinted Secret Layer Signets Could Become MTG's Next High Dollar Collector's Item." Earlier this month, Watsi sent out exclusive crates containing upcoming secret layer drops to various prominent content creators and community members. 
<clears throat> Watsy, why don't we get any? Just kidding. <laughs> bad joke is bad. Don't take me seriously. <laughs> After receiving these crates, recipients observed that the Dan Fraser is back. The enemy signet foils had a printing error. They're traditional foiled instead of etched foiled. And it has a couple tweets from uh, Mana Curves and uh, Ben Billwise of Star City. And then MTG Secret Lair tweeted out about this. So they tweeted showing comparison of like the foil with the etched foil. And they're like, this doesn't seem right. MTG Secret Lair at MTG Secret Lair on Twitter tweeted out a few of you noticed that the Dan Fraser is back. The enemy signet foil edition samples sent to community members in our crates were in traditional foil rather than etched. This is being addressed for the full release and customers can expect to receive foil etched cards. So right now, essentially, that means whatever 20, 50, whatever number of content creators that they sent these crates to, they're the only ones with a traditional foil of enemy signets. Enemy signets are that of, is it Gruel? Uh, let's see, is it Boros? Ah, geez, why am I drawing a blank? That whole one. Uh, while this error isn't necessarily an issue, issue the quote-unquote influencer signets are being viewed negatively by the general community since the average consumer won't have a shot at getting any. This exclusivity had also led many to speculate that they will click quickly become very valuable collector's item worth roughly a quote-unquote Brazilian dollars. <laughs> quote, <laughs> quoted by Ben Bellwise at Star City that he quote he tweeted. So basically the preview copies were sent out as regular foil foils are now extremely <laughs> rare collectibles that are probably worth a Brazilian dollars. Froils. Froils. Froils, because they're Brazilian dollars. But this one, so this is this is the cool part right here. So while the magic community continues to speculate on the future of these rarities, some have already found creative and positive uses for them, including giveaways and auctions for charity. One eBay auction spearheaded by magic online grinder Aspiring Spike already has a current bid of $1,600 with six days left and all proceeds go to the Trevor Project. So fun fact about this, this has gone up beyond $1,600. Have you seen this yet? Yeah, $2,400 for this right now it's the whole enemies it's, it's it's labeled as regular foiling quote-unquote influencer enemy color signets from aspiring spike the current bid is 2400 bucks to get just those five signets and then all money is going to the trevor project and that is that, that that's the gist of it right now like watsy is fixing the printing error so no more dan fraser enemy signets going to be in traditional foil they're all going to be back into etched foil but a day left and 20 hours so uh yeah that this episode will be up before the before the bids close so if you want to jump in on these bids and get yourself like legit rare cards like i don't know would these like fall in the same category as the hero of the realms cards you think maybe i don't know much about those the the, uh, the Hero of the Realms cards are the ones that are given out to Watsi employees. There's only like a handful of them made. Same, probably in the same like number range and stuff for all these cards, I would guess. But that's very interesting. But yeah, people online are losing their losing their minds saying that these are expensive. And people are curious at how like this printing process happened. 
I don't know much about the printing process, so I can't even begin to speculate on something like this. I imagine people, you know, like who are more in the in the skinny of how this stuff gets laid laid down probably are. You know, you can talk to some prominent magic, uh, I don't know, like what to call them, like big people like in, in the community that are deep into Watsi roots or just know the, the functioning of card printing. Well, talking about all these high-priced cards seems like a good segue into the finance section. Bum, bum, bum. Two things. First off, MTG Socks just updated their site to where they now have a dark mode. Greatly appreciate that. I was wondering about that. I was like, what the fuck? I am a big fan of the dark mode. So, Weekly Winners is an amazing article written by mtgstocks.com come out every Friday where they talk about cards, three to five cards that are moving up in price and three to five cards moving down in price that they want to bring to everybody's attention. And we read it on here because we're greedy, greedy magic players that love to know what our magic cards are worth or try to spec out on cards that are moving up in price. First up, in the weekly winners, we have Notion Thief. Notion Thief is black, blue, two for a 3-1 human rogue with flash. If an opponent would draw a card except the first one, he or she draws in each of his or her turns. Instead, that player skips that draw, and you draw a card. This card has jumped up 287%, now chilling at $7.74. Market price has moved down a little bit more on this. Uh, market price is $3. Average price is just under 7 You can find them on TCG Player for about 4 bucks. Foils, foil notion thieves are where this is at. $22. This is specifically for the Masters 25 print as well. Uh, the Dragon's Maze version of this card is market price of $4, average price of 5 and a foil price of $26. I know I got like 10 of these things because I'm like, Notion Thief, such a cool card. So I'm sitting here waiting to see how high it can go. But this one has moved up in price because of the Hull Breacher ban. People are kind of like looking for, you know, a replacement hull breacher and stuff. But the big thing with Notion Thief, it's it's not a hull breacher. It doesn't get you that value back on the cards that you're drawing. It's, it, it gets you the mana. This just gets you more cards. You can't do, you can't cast all those cards without getting that mana in there. But um, yeah, it's moving up in price because people are looking for a replacement for hull breacher. And next talked about this a little earlier i've i like this card as soon as it came out and it was a bulk rare for such a long time we have yeah consecrated sphinx will kill you with notion thief yeah counter your uh notion thief with a consecrated sphinx gg scrub <laughs> we got uh alpine moon in the number two slot here it is a red enchantment as alpine moon etbs choose a non-basic land card name lands your opponents control with the chosen name lose all land types and abilities and they gain tap add one mana of any color this jumped up 159 percent now chilling at five dollars 37 cents this has only had one printing but it's also had a pre-release printing like it had a pre-release stamp version as well that one is like 20 bucks but this one is five dollars and this one's holding st stable like market price is 530 average price is 536 and foils are 25 dollars this card is like that solid sideboard card that you're not you're not losing out on 
Um, the main reason for this is it's a cheaper alternative and a more surgical blood moon effect, which is a big deal for a lot of the Urza Saga decks that you're seeing moving around in modern. It just turns Urza Saga into nothing. They can't tutor. They can't make. Uh, they can't make Karnstrucks. And it also hits the Shinka, the blood-soaked keep, which is that legendary land from Kamigawa that we talked about two weeks ago that gives a legendary creature first strike. So, yeah. And on top of that, you know, it also hits uh, Ink Moth Nexus, which is super big right now in the Hammer Time decks. Finally, in the weekly winners, we... Actually, not finally. There's another card after this. Third card in the weekly winners, we have Book of Exalted Deeds, new card from Adventures in the Forgotten Realms. This card is white, white, white for a legendary artifact. At the beginning of your end step, if you gained three or more life this turn, create a 3-3 white angel creature token with flying. It has an activated ability of white, 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 tap, exile the Book of Exalted Deeds, put an enlightened counter on target angel. It gains, you can't lose the game, and your opponents can't win the game, activate only as a sorcery. This card jumped up 151% and is now chilling at $35. This is had, this got a couple different printings. It has the extended art printing, pre-release printing, and uh, yeah, the foils. So market price on this is actually $16. Average price is $17, and the foil price is $20. So this is all just kind of like hype. No, it's because it got... Arena banning. Well, arena banning is. It doesn't mean that it's actually banned in standard, though. Like we were saying. Yeah, but like that's the, when the downward. It fucking shot down hard. No, it didn't. Like if we're looking right. Oh, look at that. I was looking at the wrong line. Mm-hmm. Never mind. It jumped down because of that ban from last mm-hmm. week. Ignore me. So this jumped up in price because of the whole, as we were talking about earlier, how it interacts with Faceless Haven, and people are excited to do that kind of a combination in standard. And this is a big deal because, you know, a lot of people are going to actually be able to play paper standard in this new standard with Adventures of the Forgotten Realms, you know, with so many places opening back up again. Uh, some places out on the West Coast, they're closing down and they're not closing down. They're just like making man mask mandates happen again, but people are still going out to play. That's what's making this super big, that people are specking on this card to be a good combo in this stuff but in the end we're gonna see what happens with that and we have one more weekly winner in Arcbound reclaimer this is a four colorless artifact creature golem it's a zero zero remove a plus one plus one counter from Arcbound reclaimer put target artifact card from your graveyard on top of your library and it has modular two so this ETBs with two plus one plus one counters. When it dies, you may put its plus one counters on target artifact creature. This card has jumped up 67%, now chilling at $8.61. But the market price is $3.19. Average price is around $8. So like people are still posting it up pretty high. A foil of this is 23 According to MTG Stocks, you can buy them on TCG Player for about $5.99, and this is the only printing that you get from Darksteel. There's no other prints of Arcbound Reclaimer. And this card is moving up in price due to Zabaz the Glimmer Wasp from Modern Horizons 2. 
it works very well and EDH especially is where this is coming in. And also newcomer to the EDH format, Oswald Fiddle Bender. For white one, you get a 2-2 gnome artificer that has a new ability, Magical Tinkering. You pay white, tap it, sack an artifact, search your library for an artifact card with converted mana converted with mana value. Someone know that's a mana value equal to one plus the sacrifice artifacts mana value, put it on the battlefield, then shuffle, activate only as a sorcery. Oh. This is the birthing pod person. I remember that. This card's about four seventy five, average five bucks, foil six seventy five. So that's not a bad card right there. So yeah, Arcbound Reclaimer moving up because of that. Wanna give us some cheap pickups there, JB? I suppose I can. Alright, so first up, one of Matt's favorite cards. We have Ashiok Nightmare Weaver from Theros. Love this card. For $5.20, and it's slowly trending down still because it sucks. It's good. It's a good control piece. Is it, though? Is it really? It's a three-mana walker that goes up to five loyalty and exiles cards from your library. Played. I'm playing it. Are you, though? I am. No, you're not. It's in the side. Well, then you're not playing it. I am, because I can wish it out with Fate of Wishes. It's the whole point. Mm. And I can still be a Lyris deck. So, this next one I'm surprised with. Me too, actually. Uh, we have the Commander Legends print of Mana Drain sitting at $49.90 and still going down. That's impressive. I would have, I, I, I would not have guessed that Mana Drain would be sub 50 bucks. Let's check this out real quick. Right, especially because it was like, what, 90 bucks? Yeah, yeah. Mar- uh, market price when this was coming out was around eighty six bucks, and Iconic Masters. Last time this came out was chilling at around a market price of one hundred and forty. All time high of two hundred dollars for the Iconic Masters. Original printing of it in Legends. Now, that is a completely different story. Right now, it's at an. Uh, it's not at an all-time high. It's just dipped below the all-time high. It's at $399. God damn. But yeah, the Commander Legends one, that's super surprising. Foils are even 60 bucks. Wow. Jesus. Look at that, JB. Yeah, this is a card. EDH players that like playing blue. Uh, this is your time, I guess. You you want Mana Drains. Mana Drains, super powerful, super popular card. Now is your time to be picking them up on tcg player there's people selling them for 38 dollars. let's double check this to make sure this is kosher yeah we got a light played version on tcg player the last sellings uh as of today let's see had like six of them getting sold today sold today for 40 bucks 40.99 40.64 40.59 you could get these for 40 bucks right now oofta Yes, yes, Cryptoc. We did say blue player. Mana drains are essentially on sale for 40 bucks. That's pretty dope. Not going to lie. Right. Yeah. There are... How many listings? How can you see how many overall listings there are without typing it in? Oh. Uh, there are 201 copies, normal copies, for sale right now online, and then like 92 foils on TCG player. This is pretty dope. I like Mana Drain a lot. I know you're fangirling. I am fangirling. I could use that in all my blue decks. No, no. Stop it, sir. Stop it. So then our last cheap pickup, we have Monologue Tax. 
out of the Commander 21 decks. It's sitting at $8, and it's still trending down. Oh, how the mighty have fallen on this one. Right. This one was pre-selling around 30 bucks. Then as soon as it came out, it like hard dropped 20 and then just been slowly climbing down ever since. Yep. Yeah, you can find them online for five ninety seven. There are no foil printings of this one. Nope, it's not cool enough. Could get a secret layer, though. Mm, yeah, I doubt it. <laughs> okay, so I got a couple uh, like mats keep an eye on section here. First off, Cabal Coffers. This card is moving down in price since it's been reprinted in uh, Modern Horizons 2. Pulling it up right now. You got the Torment price sitting at 56 bucks. People selling them for $34 online. And those are probably going to be like heavy played or light played dropping down that low. But Modern Horizons 2 print. Market price on these are $25. I just want to remind you guys, the uh, original Cabal Coffers from Torment, it was like 150 not that long ago. I mean, still like dancing just sub 100 a year ago is kind of notable. And this is now three quarters of the price. You pay 25 bucks what you could have got for this card a year ago. So I just want to bring that to everybody's attention. And um, the other one I wanted to talk about is a card called By Force. JB doesn't know about this card because we were talking about it. But it is a very, very comparable replacement for a popular sideboard card right now in modern uh shattering spree i think that's the one shattering spree shattering spree yep okay so shattering spree is the card that everybody wants right now and that's a single red sorcery replicate pay a red when you play this spell copy it for each time you paid its replicate cost you may choose new targets and it destroys target artifact by force is an uncommon from Amonkhet for red X. Destroy X target artifacts. 80 cents. While Shattering Spree is like $15, $17, $20. The guild pack, the original printing of it, it's $20. And it does the same thing, because you, if you want to destroy three artifacts, you're going to need to pay three mana. And I guess by force, you got to pay four mana for three. But, <clears throat> okay, so replicate. You get to cast the copy, and you can do right. Like, you cast wait. the copy, so you're casting. So it's a separate spell. So that's why it's so much better because it takes multiple counter spells to counter it all because it's separate spells. Whereas by force, one counter spell shuts it down. So you gotta when you play this spell, you gotta choose the copies right away. Choose if you want to copy it. When you play this spell, copy it for each time you paid its replicate cost. So how that is all stacks up is you reveal. You announce the additional cost of replicating it. You're going to replicate for four. So you pay an additional four. Mm -hmm. You pay the original. So that's five. You have five mana. Yeah, they're all different copies, which don't get me wrong. It's a, I get why it's a good card. Mm -hmm. But by force is a very comparable card. No, I know. I get that. But like that's the whole reason why Shattering Spree is better. But is the fact that it takes multiple counter spells to shut it all down. But you need a lot of red for that. You need a lot of red for Shatter or for by force too. No, you just need a single red and then well, whatever but color. But I mean, you need a lot of mana. Like, that's the thing. You do need a lot of mana, but you don't need the requirement of red. I'm just I'm just for finding these very good replacements, I would say. I mean, you could get Vandal Blast, but that's like you're paying five for destroy all artifacts and stuff like that. And that's good, too, but 
Chattering Spear is good. Don't get me wrong. But by forced, very, very reasonable card. Now, JB, should we do a deck of the week? Should we? Danny's not here for the deck of the week. Yes, we can't really do his. We can't do his. We didn't have one pulled up. Should we pull one up? Should we talk about one of yours or one of mine? Go for it. Go for one of yours. One of mine? Oh, I, I don't think I've updated any of mine on Moxfield. All right. Well, I got I got mine updated. We kind of hinted to this earlier in the Boggle Desk, but I got a Grixis deck that I am very proud of. All right. So this is a modern deck. It's Grixis, and it's going for Grixis control. It is a little janky, especially like when you start looking at the sideboard and like what sideboard tactics and stuff I can do. So I'll start off. This deck is comprised of three Snapcaster Mage, which is the classic blue one, two, one flash human wizard. When it ETBs, target instant sorcery in your graveyard, gains flashback till end of turn. The flashback cost is equal to its mana cost. Then there's a single Kroxa. Everybody knows what Kroxa does. Black, white, black, white, black, red, six, six, elder giant. ETBs, sack it unless it was escaped. When it ETBs or attacks, each opponent discards a card. Then each opponent who didn't discard a non-land card this way loses three life and has escaped for black, black, red red exile five cards the other creature in this deck is fey of wishes blue one for a one four fairy wizard flying you pay blue one discard two cards return fey of wishes to its owner's hand but it's a adventure creature so it has granted for three and a blue sorcery you may choose a non-creature card you own from outside the game reveal it put it in your hand in the sorceries, we have a single Bone Shards, new card for Modern Horizons, black sorcery, additional cost to cast this, sack a creature or discard a card, destroy a creature or a planeswalker. Got two Damnations, black, black, two, destroy all creatures, can't be regened. Four Expressive Iterations, blue, red, sorcery, look at the top three cards of your library, put one of them into your hand, one at the bottom of your library, and exile the other one. You may play the exiled card this turn. A single extinction event, three and a black, sorcery, choose odd or even, exile each creature with converted mana cost of the chosen value. There are three counterspells, three cryptic commands, a single drown in the lock, one culligan's command, two prismari command, one shadow of doubt, two spell snare, three unholy heat, three engineered explosives, three maze mind tome, a single search for Escanta, and I got 24 lands, starting off with Castle Vantress, Two Creeping Tar Pits, a Fetid Pools, and Shocklands, and Fetchlands, and Basic Lands in there to equal up to 24 lands. So I have Fae of Wishes, like I mentioned, and Granted Half allows me to wishboard and stuff. And a couple of the things that I, I grab in my wishboard, I got two cards in the wishboard right now. It's Ashiok Nightmare Weaver which is black, blue, one, for a three-loyalty Ashiok Planeswalker, plus two, exile the top three cards of target opponent's library. Nagex, put a creature card with CMC X exiled with Ashiok onto the battlefield under your control. The creature is a nightmare in addition to its other types. It then has a Nag-10 exile all cards from all opponent's hands and graveyards. So I wish, I wish, up with, I wish this up with Granted, and the other card I can wish up that I typically wish up is Cruel Ultimatum. <laughs> Bring him back the cruel ultimatum, boy. For red, red, black, 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 blue, blue, sorcery. Target opponent sacks a creature, discards three cards, then loses five life. I return a creature from my graveyard to my hand, draw three cards, and gain five life. This is so essentially the gist of this is like 
trying to be new age cruel control bring that back into the fray i know it's not as good as it was back in the day but i'm gonna try god damn it to close off the cards in the sideboard there are two ceremonious rejection two cleansing wildfire two deruthi voidwalker one ex- extirpate two heartless act oh this is a Luris deck as well so i got a Luris of the dream den in here a single rakdos charm and a spell snare so again, primarily the, the 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 point of this deck is to just like control out your opponent by killing things, board wiping, like engineered explosives and lures is such a great combination. It is such a great combination. And I'm so happy, Wade, if you're listening to this, thank you so much for letting me get those from you before they went up in price. <laughs> I got the three that I needed. But yeah, you just like do everything in your way to counter what your opponent casts and to destroy their things. One fun thing about this deck, I I loved Maze Mind Tome when that came out, and that helps out a tremendous amount when it comes to gaining back some life and just kind of like going through your deck a little bit. Uh, one play plat- pattern that I tend to do a lot of the times is like, you know, turn, if I cast this on turn two, end of turn two, I scry a card, I don't like it, and I can put it to the bottom. On my untap, I scry again, put another page counter on that to help like filter through to get to the card of choice that i want it's like so turn three i'm looking for i'm looking for an unholy heat or i'm looking for a prismari command and stuff so that way i can like get back in there keep the board trimmed down and stuff like that so uh maze mind tome really good card in this kind of a build because again i'm going for like the late game and also with the late game that goes with this uh the late game pieces in here are croxa and the creeping tar pits essentially like they're the only things that are essentially going to be closing out the game for me creeping tire pit has won me a few games just because it's unblockable three two and if i leverage it right to where i don't have to worry about it getting pushed or unholy heated or lightning bolt then i'm in a good position because you know i got the counter spells i got spell snare which spell snare very good for two mana destroy or countering a counter spell i love doing that spell snaring a counter spell uh it feels so good and uh yeah you if there's one thing i could if, one thing i could ask for this deck to have just one thing wizards please bring back mystic sanctuary no don't do it <laughs> also the cool thing about this is uh i didn't mention with maze mind tome with Luris, that comes back and that just gets you life which is a very effective against like burn matchups or any like aggro uh aggro decks which, you know, it pads you back up there after you get a couple hits until you can drop a board wipe because, yeah, there's times where it's like I drop a, drop a damnation and I'm down to like, you know, nine life, seven life or something like that and engineered explosives and stuff. It's very effective. It's very effective, I'll say. Uh, so in the side, I don't know, I'm a fan of Rakdos Charm. I don't know what else I can say about this deck. It's it's very controlling. It allows you to dig through your deck to get to the interaction pieces that you want. Snapcaster is a house as always. The Fae of Wishes for the side for like the wish packet, the wish siding, is just kind of like a lulzy thing that I like to do. Getting an Ashiok, like I said, it's really good against control matchups because they're not going to be having creatures to be swinging in at an Ashiok, and you'd have to worry about a prismatic ending or an unholy heat. But unholy heat can if you let it go for a couple turns it an unholy heat's not going to kill an ashiok because it's a plus two to do this 
to just exile three cards and taking away the top three cards of your opponent's library. I was playing standard at the time when Nefalia Drownyard was the control piece that people liked, and that was mill three cards. And milling three cards to to stop your opponent from getting that does it is detrimental to them sometimes. And against a lantern matchup as well, like if you get an Ashiok and they're not able to like, if they weren't able to get an Ashiok away into your graveyard, or in this case, you know, like I wish it up and stuff, I have it in hand and they're not able to deal with it. They put cards on top of their library that they're going to want. And on my turn, I could just like exile those. So it can be beneficial in those matchups as well. And again, cruel ultimatum was kind of like the main thing that got me to uh, put this thing up and stuff. So yeah trying to bring cruel ultimatum back as a deck jb you played against this before you've dink stomped this before i've dink stomped you before Mm-hmm. like as a deck in general thoughts it's dumb it's dumb it's dumb but you still beat me it's dumb you know how i feel about control i'll accept that <laughs> well magic folk there's the deck of the week and by that, that is the end of this episode. So thank you, all legendary magic folk, for making it to the end of episode number 97 of This Week in MTG. Make sure to check us out on all places where better podcasts can be found, like Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Play, and Google. Also, check us out on YouTube and Twitch. We go live every Monday nights around 7. Hopefully, we won't be having technical difficulties where we got to split up the podcast in two. Right. You can find us around the internet in a bunch of different places you can check out our website or you can go to our link tree which has links to our facebook our twitter our discord our moxfield and all that stuff and that link is l-i-n-k-t-r dot e-e this weekend slash this weekend mtg and want to give another thank you to our lovely patrons and patrons again two packs next month so if you want to jump in and get part of this two pack giveaway go check out our patreon Oh, another thing. We're doing the hometown or home brews and hometown brews. We got an episode recorded. We're getting it edited, and Patreons will be the first one to see that when that comes out. I'm I'm the one doing the editing, so it's gonna take me a minute. I've never done video editing before, so bear with me. But it will be out, and let us know how that turns out when that does. We'll talk about it some more as it you know gets closer to the release for that. No dates at the moment. And finally, thank you, J-Dub Sports Cards and Gaming, for sponsoring us. Now, JB, you got anything else to say? No. And with that, we'll catch you guys next time.